Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit ViralGrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. Sarabi's role really firmly straddles both. She's got a PL that's dedicated to her with inputs from both sales and trade. And that's how we split it. Now that we've got one person, which is me leading both our sales and marketing function, it makes it a heck of a lot easier. But that is uh, the path that we chose to follow. If you talk to you know your earlier Brave Commerce episodes, it might say e-commerce is a channel. Within the organization and outside, we are trying to recognize that e-commerce is not a channel anymore. It's more a business unit. And for it to behave like a business unit, you need sales and marketing together. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Welcome to today's episode of Brave Commerce. I'm Rachel Tippograph, the founder and CEO of Micmac. I'm Sarah Hofstetter, president of Profitero. And this is a show that talks about what's relevant in e-commerce for the world's biggest brands. Sarah, we're breaking some Brave Commerce records on this episode. There's the double feature and... This is uh, the first time we're having a guest a second time, if my memory serves me well, which does not always happen. So Rachel, you're a little younger than me. Am I right here? I did a quick search. I think this is, in fact, the first time we have someone back twice. Why would we bring somebody back a second time? It's not just because they switch jobs, because literally everybody's switching jobs every five minutes. The beautiful thing about Sarabi, who we're featuring on this show with Barry Bruno, is that this woman truly innovates. And you'll hear her talk about it on the episode, but she never accepts the job description that's put in front of her. She rewrites it with her own five bullets. One of the things that has been fascinating is the um, the side hustle that you and I have being either recruiters or I don't know. Talent agents. Exactly. Um, That's the word I was looking for, talent agents. And not comps and iota by choice. Mm -hmm. And when you hear people talking about like, oh, I got a call from this recruiter, I got a call from that recruiter, this company's looking to hire me. And in the beginning, I think so much of it was focused on the basics. Like, 
what's the title, what's the comp, blah, 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 blah. And I think Sarabi is flipping the script. It takes two to tango. And so she and Barry together are flipping the script. It's really amazing. We spend so much of every episode talking about commerce. How do you make it grow? How do you make it succeed within an organization? And it all comes down to alignment at the top. And the fact that at Church and Dwight, between Sarabi and Barry, they've been able to unify sales and marketing. I truly believe that this is now a company we all need to be watching. And again, it starts with crafting the right job, crafting the right approach to unleashing the hard and soft skills that people can bring to the table that is going to help find those new areas of growth. If you're a hiring manager, if you are a recruiter, if you are a head of talent, if you are a corporate executive, this is an episode you need to listen to or share it with your colleague because we are operating in the world's hottest talent market. Sarah and I deal with this every day at our own respective companies. And when you hear the collaboration that happened between Barry and Sarabi to recruit her and have her sign the job, sign up and start, I think this becomes the playbook that everyone needs to execute moving forward. Have a listen. Guys, I am so happy to see you and we don't do video on Brave Commerce, but seeing the two of you in that little square on Zoom, this warms my heart. I'm so glad you guys are here. Thanks for joining. We're so glad to be here. Thanks for inviting us to take part. Well, here's the thing. I mean, it is a rarity that we do episodes with two guests, let alone in the same company. Sarabi is now a two-timer here at Brave Commerce. I also believe that is our first of having a guest to come a second time. But last time we had you, you were at J&J and you talked about, I remember this so clearly, you talked about you don't need a chief electricity officer. So why would you need a chief e-commerce officer? And it was like, I must've repeated that like a thousand times because it was such goodness. I think that earned you another spot back. But I think it's also because watching how you guys started coming together for Sarabi to join the company. And so having the two of you, the CMO, the CGOs, speaks to the alignment and collaboration that's happening within Church and Dwight. So take us behind the scenes. Like, how'd you end up here? Sure. I'll start. And then, Sarabi, you you know, you can play it from your angle as you are the other side of the equation. But creating a new title like Chief Digital Growth Officer that had never existed here before was something new to us. We had in our mind an initial job description and role before we met Sarabi. We thought we knew what we wanted. And then we met this amazing candidate. And we said, okay, are we thinking about it the right way? Have we drafted all the KPIs and measures the right way? Is it structured the right way? And I think it's that dialogue that opened the conversation. This is not just a job description. This is not just the way it has to go. Allowed Sarabi to really play a role in co-creating that, which was very different for us and really reflected, I think, our openness to approaching this role differently. So that co-creation, I think, is what unlocked the door for you to be interested. You tell us, Sarabi. Yes, yes, 100%, Barry. You know, I, I will say, you know, last two years have been hottest for digital commerce talent. We all know it as we solicit talent to join us. And this was the very first time I saw recruiters and the hiring managers being so open when they come to the conversation to say, this is a starting point. This is not what we want to do. And I've always believed in my life for my career and people I coach. 
I never like to work by the five bullets that's given to me. I like to work by the five bullets that are not given to me, right? And it was a great consultative assignment where I would sit with Barry and the recruiter and, and several other people that I met through the organization to craft what should it look like for Church and Dwight to grow further in e-commerce. The good news is the company was already doing fantastically, right? You guys might know it, you know, from Cagney and other presentations. We are 15% of our business in e-commerce already. But at the same time, we are very cognizant of the fact what got us here is not what will get us there. So the company has a lot of focus behind getting the right talent, the partnerships, the KPIs, like Barry said. So that was extremely refreshing, you know, to, to cut to the chase. I've never had so many conversations where I was crafting the job description like I were an external consultant, almost like behaving like a third party to say whether I get the job or not, whether we are the right fit or not, this is what we should be doing for Church and Dwight. It was so important for us to show to Sarabi a willingness to evolve, to change, to grow. And I think it started right there with that job description, but not being set in stone. And that's, I think, what gave you the, the confidence and the belief. Like, yeah, the company is willing to change, willing to evolve. Sarabi, what were the five bullets that were not in the job description that you put in the job description? So I'll say there was a lot of cross-functional aspect around marketing specifically it over indexed on marketing for digital commerce of course because i was going to be working closely with the chief marketing officer mm. i saw opportunity in bringing in nuances which were there subtly in undertones but not explicitly from a sales and commercial aspect and the team was very open to it and that's how we are today we are a one commercial team with sales and marketing truly tied to the hip reaching for the same set of kpis be it sales or be it share and supported by a lot of other cross-functional teams, right? From IT to supply chain, finance, R&D, and so on. And that, that it, itself was also part of a discussion to say, you want to bring those cross-functional partners beyond sales and marketing accountable towards digital growth. And that's how it gets started. Well, this perfectly teased me up. If you listen to enough episodes of Brave Commerce, every other episode, we probably talk about where does e-commerce sit? And you guys just announced, hey, we're one commercial organization. At other companies, e-commerce either sits in sales, it either sits in marketing, or it sits in the center of excellence. Now that you guys are creating this new function together, where do you feel it should sit within an organization? Yeah, when we started talking about this role, we had a long debate. We interviewed other companies, we interviewed a host of people, and we settled on, well, maybe it was 51% marketing, 49% sales. And we said, well, that doesn't seem like a very scientific way to split it. But really, that's how we talked about it, because the P&L, to have true accountability for the P&L, you've got marketing inputs, right? Marketing dollars, you've got trade dollars, and you have to be able to really walk the line and straddle both of those worlds. So the way we structure it today, Sarabi's role really firmly straddles both. She's got a P&L that's dedicated to her with inputs from both sales and trade. And that's how we split it. Now that we've got one person, which is me leading both our sales and marketing function, it makes it a heck of a lot easier, but that is uh, the path that we chose to follow. Yeah, I think we are truly in the world, you know, Rachel, like you said, in the world of connected commerce or channel-less commerce, right? If you talk to, you know, your earlier Brave Commerce episodes, it might say e-commerce is a channel. Within the organization and outside, we are trying to recognize that e-commerce is not a channel anymore. It's more a business unit. And for it to behave like a business unit, you need sales and marketing together, yeah, right? Mm -hmm. Because channel gives the semblance that it is still a sales unit and not as much as marketing. We speak enough that your zero moment of truth is when the consumer lands on your Amazon or Chewy page or a Walmart page, and that's your marketing, you know, dollars out there for the consumer to interact with. Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it both? 
So I think we are much beyond that point. Definitely at Church and Dwight and over, overall in the CPG sector to say we are in the life of connected commerce and it's truly sales and marketing and beyond that. Absolutely. It's interesting to have gone from that first conversation we had almost two years ago about not needing that chief electricity officer to now because it is data and e-commerce are kind of sitting as this irrigation system of the entire organization almost is like the electricity because without that information, because it touches sales and marketing and operations and supply chain and all these other things, where it sits is part of the equation where it travels, I think is more of the equation. And so it's as much, in my opinion, about the level of seniority of the role, the fact that there's a chief in front of it. Although I would like to say, I don't think there's such a thing as a Chief Digital Shrinking Officer. (laughs) We're all about growth here. We're only about growth, Sarah. I hear you. Those numbers are up and to the right. And I have to say, after Sarabi uh, shared that she was coming to Church and Dwight, I went and looked at the Cagney presentation. I saw that you guys put it in there. And then I looked at other Cagney presentations. And e-com as a percentage of revenue was not something that people were talking about nearly as much. And to me, that is a big demonstration of the commitment and the focus that goes into something like that. So these are the spoken and unspoken things that you see. Yeah, the nods that you give to when things matter, right? And I think you'll only see more of it, right? And see a a bigger presence for Sarabi as we're talking about our future here. It's more of that up and to the right. And therefore our shareholders are interested in it, right? Our constituents and our employees. So it's something we're talking about a much greater deal now. And to your point, uh, Sarah, when you say chief digital shrinking officer, I want to take it to a point, and I'm sure we are leaning towards that, where it is just chief growth officer. Digital is just how business runs. Digital is the silent part of it, right? You're already negotiating your next role. I know. I love it. She's She's in charge of M&A. Everything's a negotiation. Everything's a negotiation. I'm already getting ready for round two, Sarah. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. You know, as you guys go on this journey of, of creating one commercial team, historically, people who are in a sales organization, they grew up there. That's all they know. And then people who grew up in the marketing organization, you know, they've been brand managers since they were 27. Yeah. How are you guys reverse mentoring and upskilling employees and sort of the probably the new expectations that you have of that? Yeah, I think we're talking about what we see as success here, being really a general manager mindset. And really a general manager mindset is informed by working on both sides of the house, right? On marketing and on sales. 
And I'm trying a little bit to use my career path, which is a non-traditional one. So Rachel, you're right. I started as one of those assistant brand manager, brand manager, group brand manager. But at some point I got exposed to sales and then I took on larger and larger sales roles. And having the ability to walk both of those worlds, sales and marketing, is what's allowed my career to progress here. And I'm trying to show that to others. Take a risk. By the way, there might be something you're really interested in. And at a minimum, you're going to become a sharper general manager along the way. So that's the reverse mentoring that we're trying to do here that I'm trying to show about how it unlocks a general manager mindset unlocks really tremendous future growth. Yeah, yeah. One thing I read recently, and I'll quote here, Sarah and Rachel, for you guys. I'm sure you have come across semblances of this as we run Eve, you know, the women's mentorship event and all of that. The more I know is the less I know. That's that's the journey I feel all of us in digital and commerce are growing. The more I read about social or influencers or frictionless commerce, first party data, all of these things, the more you read, the more you apply, you feel you're knowledgeable and then you feel there is still so much more to do. And this is exactly where reverse mentoring comes. There are people on the ground, the foot soldiers who are living this day in and day out, a five-minute conversation with them can mean so much. But we have to give them the open doors and encouragement to say what they bring will be celebrated and will be executed. That they are above and beyond just being our teachers. They are being our coaches and guides and they want our empowerment to be able to execute that. That's great. I love that. Well, you just picked at something that I would love to build just a, just a wee bit. You talk about mentorship and reverse mentorship and you, Sarabi, have been a very strong mentor and have put a lot behind the importance of mentorship, especially mentorship of people that might not have gotten it in the past. Can you talk a little bit about that? I'll just say from my career, if you see where I began, I began at a fantastic company, Procter & Gamble back in Asia. But to note, unlike Barry, I was not the ABM. I started in the supply chain sales and IT field doing ERP integration for Procter & Gillette. So from starting from there to learning marketing, truly because I enjoyed it and I loved it and somebody like Barry gave me the opportunity to exercise my muscles, I think I owe it to the next generation. So, you know, so to say next generation, I'm still, you know, millennial, as you guys know. Uh, So I owe it to them to give them the platform to go and encourage themselves and have, have a way to go and experiment things which they were not taught have a way to go and experiment things which they have never demonstrated expertise in. So there are those two things about aptitude and attitude. I'm learning in my life that I start hiring more for aptitude and attitude than hard skills because hard skills, it seems, are coachable and are learnable. Understanding either how appreciative you were when someone gave you a chance or trying to give someone the the opportunity that you didn't get until later in your career. That's how I think about it here. So often the leaders I grew up with were outstanding in many ways, but often unapproachable. And so trying to be the very, very kind of flat organization that we are, very approachable, very open, which is a great part of the culture here. And I think that's where you fit in so nicely, Sarabi, right? It's really a natural fit for you here because there's no ego. Your door is open all the time. I see how many people come in here to this office to chat with you and get your opinion. Uh, On that point of openness, Rachel, I know you had a point. I'll just quickly finish the 30 seconds. And I'd love to know what you're saying. Barry dropped off a box of church and Dwight products while we were in the interview process, a giant box, personally himself, not mm-hmm. through Uber, DoorDash, whatever, and a handwritten note very early in the interview process, something to the effect of, you know, we love chatting with you. We hope you will choose us. That, that was just such a momentous occasion for me. It's not just getting the arm and hammer laundry detergent and flawless and frozen condoms, of right? And that my husband is like, who's sending you all this stuff? <laughs> but the personable way in which Barry did it, where, where I saw it in my ring camera, him walking away, leaving the box, I was like, who is this? Is this Barry? 
that was a huge pivotal point i have to acknowledge to you barry in terms of my decision making for the company right there is always the iq and the spreadsheet and the analysis you do and there is always the eq which makes you empathetically you know connect to somebody connect to people and companies that was huge that just told me wow. this is not the typical i am c suite and i just no. go in limos and i'll have this delivered <laughs> to you kind of leader there, there and no, i see this and i see this living and breathing as i walk the halls in it's, this company it's who we are there are no limos here it's who we are but it's in a tight market and we knew I had a great connection with sarabi and like what can i do to distinguish church and white and remember i am a marketer at heart at training <laughs> right so that was a great process overall at this point i'm ready to apply for a job yeah yeah come on that's it uh, <laughs> and folks i bet they're hiring so check out their career webpage yeah. Now we we spent so much of the episode really talking about soft skills which I truly believe is is 80% of the battle. I would like to pick your brain on hard skills. Sure. So Robbie, you mentioned 1P data, first party data. Church and Dwight's products, they're readily available nearly everywhere. The retailers are continuing to rise in power. How are you guys right now navigating building brands, collecting first party data in the walled gardens of the retailer ecosystem? first party data is definitely a priority for us like it is for the rest of the cpg world having said that i'm starting to discuss with the teams and our agency partners to say data is actually not the new oil right because unlike oil which really takes years and generations and hundreds of years to get constructed data is being constructed every time you touch your phone so we have to be conscious which data why and most importantly how you apply the data i might have spoken to this you know earlier also we don't want to be squirrels gathering acorns we want to be extremely purposeful right knowing what we are going to do with the data how we apply and how we truly bring shopper centricity to that right for decades the retailer has been closest to shopper data because when the shopper gives data it gets at the point of exchange right there's a transaction happening between the retailer and shopper unlike that manufacturers like us have to be very conscious what's the give and get and ultimately once we have made the give and get equation clear with the consumer clear with the shopper how do we apply that in pursuit of excellence delivery to the shopper to the consumer and not just in pursuit of hoarding data where we might be data rich and insights poor so that's the direction we want to lean in in a very conscious way yeah no perfectly said love that strawby you've answered our famous last question listeners you can go find her episode about almost 2 years ago where she answers the question what's the bravest thing you've ever done but Barry we don't know your answer what is the bravest thing that you've ever done I've been thinking about it a lot about the answer to give but it, it was interesting for me career has been a, a priority and an importance for a long time and I had this great career going at Johnson and Johnson 15 years consumer pharma med device this little company church and white came to ask me to join them while I was in the middle of that journey there and leaving what was a proven path one in which i was familiar and successful already to take a leap into largely a sales role when i had been primarily uh, involved in marketing roles was a pivotal point in my life and i can see the benefit of that now but at that time it felt especially risky and uh, and brave to leave a known quantity a known job a known network and come to a, a whole different world and really leave a marketing organization to take over a sales organization largely was hugely different but really like many of those paths it's made all the difference and i wouldn't have the great ability or the great opportunity i should say that i have now if i hadn't taken that leap and taken that jump and it's been great it goes back to that sales and marketing experience that's unlocked so many doors for me and i get to work with sarabi which is a, a side benefit of it as well And Sarabi gets to work with you. I'm so excited. I'm ready to buy stock right now in Church and White leadership team. It's really amazing. We 
We'll be following the journey. I'm sure we'll eventually have you both back onto the show. And we're so appreciative for your time. Likewise, we are as well. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much, Rachel. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks for listening. Please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify and Google Podcasts. And don't forget to share this link with a friend. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. Hi, I'm Jackie Cooper, Global Chief Brand Officer at Edelman and the host of Touch of Truth, a new podcast launching on the Adweek Podcast Network. My dad gave me this incredibly smart piece of advice, meet everyone once. As a result, I've met some of the most fascinating and inspiring people on the planet. Now on Touch of Truth, we're coming center stage and sharing the mic to experience stories of truth, insights and visions for the future that will challenge your way of thinking. Touch of Truth is available wherever you listen to podcast. New episodes come out every Tuesday. I do hope to see you there.